Welcome to the Why on Earth Community's Stewardship and Sustainability podcast series. And today I have the great pleasure of talking with Artem Nikolkov from Earth Coast Productions. Hey, Artem. Hi. Hi, Aaron. It's How are you to today? Be here. Great. Yeah, it's an incredible, beautiful day outside, and um, it's a great time to be recording a podcast. So thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. And uh, yeah, there's a, a bit of a hint of springiness in the air outside, which uh, puts a little spring in my step. I don't know about you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm ready for the flowers and for the snow to melt off. So Absolutely. Well, I, I'm so excited we have the opportunity to visit with you today. And we've got such an incredible uh, set of themes and topics that we'll be talking about that are absolutely relevant to, I think, pretty much all of us right now in these times. So I'll do a quick introduction to let folks know a little more about you. Artem Nikolkov is the founder and CEO of Earth Coast Productions, a media production and video distribution company based in Boulder, Colorado. Earth Coast Productions' impact mission is focused on media and digital storytelling to catalyze change in sustainability, ecological stewardship, and community engagement. Artem is a native of Kyrgyzstan in Central Asia who landed in America with his family when he was 12 years old and carved out a new successful path quite quickly. He embodies the realization of the American dream to come to the state, set out a vision, a path to do it, and then see it come to fruition with hard work, discipline, and focus. Artem has built Earth Coast Productions from scratch, and Earth Coast is now one of the most highly demanded service providers on the front range of Colorado, the Metro Denver region and beyond. And he has brought quality live streaming and video production to thousands of people. This has helped businesses create new revenue streams, launch digital marketing campaigns, and skyrocketed event ticket sales. So Earth Coast provides live broadcasting, media strategy, and video commercial campaign management services in Colorado and throughout the world. Um, additionally, uh, through Earth Coast, Artem has been providing incredible value to the Why on Earth community, specifically on the digital, web-based, social media, video, all of the work that we do through the Why on Earth community, and namely, in, in particular, the podcast, have to mention that. And uh, it is just such a joy and a pleasure to get to chat with you today, Artem, and to be able to share uh, some of our topical themes in conversations you and I have all the time, really, uh, to be able to share that with our audience, I think, is really exciting. Yeah, it's an honor to, to be here, and um, it's with great pleasure that I'm working with you and supporting Wine Earth community and all of the digital marketing strategy and just overall online presence for the Wine Earth brand. There's incredible things in the works. There's incredible things that you've already done and published, and uh, this is a key time for sustainability to be front of consciousness for, for people. And I think a lot of people are really yearning and thirsting for, for that level of connection. Absolutely. You know, it's so interesting to me that on one level, somebody can look at you and look at Earth Coast and see, oh, digital marketing, video, live streaming, events, these 
kind of checklists of skill sets and, and value adds for companies, for universities, for municipalities, for NGOs. And what I think can sometimes be missed is that under all of that is a profound understanding of the importance of storytelling in these times in particular, in the context of the 21st century, the Anthropocene, a time when we have to mobilize the forces of stewardship and sustainability throughout culture. And I was hoping you might just share a little with us about your approach when it comes to that storytelling. Yeah, absolutely. Storytelling is the key uh, central focus of video production and just overall engagement. That's really what um, gets an audience to care about the subject of whatever you're talking about. Uh, and that could be a product or a service, or it could be a new objective that you're rolling out, um, or it could be a new event that you're launching. And the story, the reasoning behind why that particular event or service exists, why you care about it being brought into the marketplace, into the world, is so critical. And um, there are certain things uh, that I get, um, strategize with my clients on in terms of including marketing language mm. around to make sure that uh, it captures that level of attention. But the most important thing is the values and the mission. Yeah. Uh, and for that not to be cast aside, uh, in this kind of marketing development process, that mm -hmm. that actually is what is going to get a person to watch a video or read mm -hmm. a blog post mm -hmm. and see themselves connecting with the storyline, knowing that they're supporting something larger than themselves. Mm -hmm. um, that's something that I think most of us really want more of in our lives is the understanding that we are a part of something larger than ourselves, that we are contributing to something larger than ourselves. And right now, mainly that is nature and the planet and the mm. home that we all inhabit. Mm. That's so beautiful. What, yeah, what, the word that really comes to mind with all of that is, is authenticity that, you know, look, most of us uh, are of an age when we've been bombarded with advertising and marketing basically our entire lives. And in a sense, we've become a a bit savvy because of that and can kind of see through the the veneer the the superficial that I would say has been the the norm through most of the 20th century and now that we're getting into the 21st what seems to be emerging in a big way is that it's really about authenticity it is about uh, being authentic and most importantly providing results delivering results uh, and so there is a focus now, I think, for a lot of these companies to actually quantify these things, mm -hmm. which is wonderful to see because I think in the past and to some extent, even right now, there is a certain level of greenwashing that's going on mm. where people are just trying to jump on this bandwagon of sustainability mm. being the hot new thing. And it's like, how can we spin whatever we're doing to kind of cater and you know, get the attention of this market? Mm. Um, and I think those particular companies and people uh, are being seen right through very quickly these days mm -hmm. uh, because they're up against companies who really are doing the work. They're up against companies who can uh, quantify that they're sustainably uh, fishing in Patagonia or yeah. the fact that they are tracking all of their resources that are coming in to make a certain product mm -hmm. and know exactly where it came from 
and can share that story. And if you approach sustainability from that perspective within your organization, where it really is this larger sustainability objective, mm -hmm. um, there's some incredible stories inherently at like every junction of uh, the supply chain, at every um, meeting that you hold around it. Uh, that all adds up to really great content that you can be producing for your company mm -hmm. um, that people actually care about. And you don't have to go out of your way to you know, brainstorm these things and come up with a story that is not authentic. Mm -hmm. um, and actually be sharing really truly what's going on. It's, it's a news sharing, uh, journalistic aspect of sharing what's going on within your own company to the, your larger audience. Um, and companies that are doing this successfully and are ultimately setting themselves up for um, long-term success and thriving, mm -hmm. they quantify these things. They pay scientists to uh, actually get them the right data. Yeah. Um, and it is not, um, you know, just putting a sticker on it. Right. It's so interesting. And I, I'm absolutely fascinated to witness the way the market dynamics are unfolding right now. And we've got, you know, some of the biggest and smartest pools of capital, for instance, BlackRock, right? Their recent announcement that they will not invest in companies that don't have strong sustainability plans. Uh, that means that means that they are substantial, and BlackRock, of course, is managing trillions of dollars. Uh, and I, it, it, it's so fascinating that this goes way beyond the sticker, the window dressing, and gets at the heart of what different organizations are actually embodying in their relationships and communities and throughout supply chains that are reaching all around the world. Yeah, um, sustainability and the concepts that surround it resonate well with customers and employees alike. And so sustainability is the responsibility of the business. Yeah. And not only because it's altruistic, but because it, it's good business. Yeah. And that might not have been the, the case a few years ago. And I think some people might be perceiving it still from that perspective, from mm -hmm. that mindset. And the times have changed. Uh, it's a very different world and it actually is fairly recently that it has become this new um, landscape out there for companies, mm. not in the least because of the implementation of SDGs or the announcement of sustainable development goals mm -hmm. by the UN in mm -hmm. 2015. Mm -hmm. And so in the past three to four years, there has been some major movement um, around sustainability and how... Um, implementing the SDGs can act as an ethical guide for companies and their boards yeah. in, in developing and um, creating value for people and for every single stakeholder that's part of the, the company. And the largest stakeholder of any company is nature. Mm -hmm. And if you don't respect nature, then you're out of a business. Mm -hmm. um, it, at least in the long term you are. Yeah. And so, you know, this is where it's so wonderful to see this coming online in such full force now mm -hmm. and in every, everyone's awareness and um, the customers are asking for this. They are being conscious consumers. I'm definitely being a conscious consumer in the way that, you know, I purchase clothing and food and all of these types of things. And 
um, some of it through your inspiration. Mm -hmm. um, I know we did uh, a video in, oh, last year on the importance of sourcing clothing through uh, sustainable and responsible companies or yep. secondhand stores, things like that. Yep. It's a yep. wonderful approach. Um, and you know, getting back to the SDGs, um, the, the importance of having a sustainable development goal is that this type of material really lands itself to incredible content, as I mentioned. Yeah. And documenting the process of your company implementing the sustainable goal mm -hmm. of optimizing the supply chain to be sustainable, at every single one of those points, that can be captured with creative video and you can showcase what you do as a company and achieve sustainable goal uh, goals that is something that you can easily generate uh, and post on social media. And that media goes so much further than just the implementation of the goal. Yeah. It really serves your marketing strategy, your media strategy, mm -hmm. your company values and mission. Um, and being able to story, uh, to tell the story of what you're actually doing engages people. Uh, it gets them to care about your products. It's, it gets to, uh, you get to connect with them on an emotional level, on a level where you say, look, this company was founded on something. There were key people, and this goes for both new startups and older, more established businesses. For newer startups and um, entrepreneurial ventures, it's the importance of communicating. This is why we're starting this thing. This is why we're wanting to bring this out to the world because yeah. we care so deeply and passionately about being sustainable, about bringing this product that uh, optimizes your life, makes some part of your life better or easier. And it's helping the environment, it's helping the planet, or it's being done in, in a sustainable way. And for the older companies, a lot of times when you read the mission and vision statements and understand the values that the founders had right. behind starting the company, you find those exact same things because I think that's the nature of the entrepreneurial spirit right. is to have that at its core. And I think sometimes the more established companies have lost touch with why the mm. company was founded in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. And so for them now is the most important time to come back to that, come back to their roots, come back to their history and get people excited, get um, the new generations excited about why this company was founded and started, that they are continuing the legacy, that they're continuing the vision of what the whole thing was founded on. Yes. Um, and again, that is an endless resource of content. Uh, this is where you get to engage um, in media creation and then repurposing that content for social media distribution, all of these various um, ways that you can use media to distribute across so many different channels out there from you know Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, YouTube. There's lots of platforms and channels out there and each one has a slightly a different approach and a different audience. And um, what's interesting uh, to also note is that in the, wor in the world of new media, 
which is the digital media that is the online channels. The word sustainable actually has two meanings because uh, one meaning is the way that we're talking about it is being socially and planetarily responsible. Mm -hmm. uh, but the other is that you have a sustainable media strategy where you're not going to get burnt out because now you're dealing with posting to 20 different channels right. with, you know, hundreds of different, different pieces of content. Yeah. Um, and so I would like to touch on that as well. Well, that I, yeah, that's such an important topic. And it's one of the things when I have the opportunity to recommend your services and, and the services of Earth Coast Productions to other companies, when I'm talking with those owners and those executives, one of the first things I tell them is, my gosh, the way Artem is able to put together the tech stack, and that's a term I didn't even probably know or use 15 months ago, um, with all of the different apps and tools that actually make the social marketing and messaging a much more efficient process, that brings an incredible time savings, energy savings, resource savings that keeps us who are content generators uh, in that space of, of joy and in touch with those core values as opposed to feeling totally blown out and overwhelmed by trying to squeeze a hundred hours worth of work into a given week. And so I think that tech stack and that savvy, that know-how that you bring to the table, Artem, is one of the incredible value adds that I know companies and organizations of all sizes, scales, and maturities are benefiting from when they're working with you. Yeah, thank you. Um, that's definitely a core focus is how to maximize your time, make it more efficient, and ultimately to free up your time to be running the business and continuing to implement some of these sustainable goals and business goals and the overall kind of vision behind the company mm -hmm. um, and utilizing media and uh, distribution channels to only further that cause. Yes. Um, and there's ways where you can get engaged in it and just get really overwhelmed really quickly mm -hmm. because there is so much and um, certainly taking a look at the technology plan essentially or the tech stack yep. um, of all of the various tools that you have uh, in your arsenal and that's everything you know from google google creative suite to cloudflare for dns to what's um, dns you know, <laughs> a lot of people may not even know what that means um, dns is the way that a website actually gets translated from the words that you see typed out in the url bar to the actual numbers that um, is the IP address of the server where the website lives. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so DNS is the service that makes that translation um, because technically everything is numbers. It's just mm. we humans don't really work with numbers that well. So we came up with a whole bunch a of whole... zeros and ones, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we that, have to have reference points. <laughs> that reminds me, I've got I've to give a shout out to the book, To Why on Earth, because in the chapter called Unplug, where we're talking about not only the power, the potency of digital marketing communication for our species on the planet right now, but the, the recognition that it also is important that we unplug and get to nature and so on. And in there, we... Uh, have a few pages of binary code just to show what that looks like and then we translated the sentence and it said something like if you can read this it's really important that you get out in the woods 
um, often, something to that effect. And uh, yeah, so the binary took up, I think, like two and a half or three pages to, for that little sentence. Um, yeah, it's amazing the way that the, the languages, the coding in the background uh, is the foundation, the infrastructure that allows us to have a user experience of a website with images and video and navigation and so on. And obviously, you know this in a way that I probably never will. Yeah, it's uh, pretty amazing to, in certain ways, see the code and um, be able to really work with the infrastructures that we have. And there are some incredible tools that are continuing to get better and better and more optimized. And obviously, the, the speeds are getting faster in terms of um, the delivery and all of those things. And I think it's extremely important to approach media and the overall marketing um, for a given business or a company with that sustainable mindset, um, not only from the nature perspective, also from being sustainable for your employees and for the long-term vision of the company, mm. uh, that everything that you're creating is going to be there to serve you in the long term. Yeah. And I think that approach serves the overall objectives really well. Um, because a lot of times people start creating these short form uh, content pieces and they think that that's the thing to do and just generate hundreds of thousands of them. Um, but that content is, you know, a flash in the pan. Mm. It, it's mm. there for five minutes, an hour, a day, maximum, a week, if you're really pushing it, mm. but then it's gone and nobody had you know, even knows that it ever existed. And I think uh, thinking about the content that you're generating as something that's going to have a much longer shelf life, that's going to be evergreen, um, is a much better approach. And again, it's, it's borrowing the, these concepts from nature. Mm -hmm. um, you know, nature doesn't create something that's going to be, you know, a flash and trash approach. Right. Um, that's, a, that's a human concept. And so we're getting back to those roots in all of our endeavors um, from the way that companies are set up and managed to the supply chain, to the way that's being communicated um, and ultimately to the way that your ads are run uh, and the platforms those ads are running on and the audiences those ads are reaching out to. Uh, I think there's a way to create a roadmap for a marketing plan where you're still running ads, you're still doing the promotion because that part is what's going to get your um, product or service in front of an audience that you wouldn't otherwise have had a reach to. Mm -hmm. So that's a beautiful thing, um, but not to abuse it, to really respect that process mm -hmm. and know that you're engaging someone and asking them to invest their hard-earned dollars into something that you're offering. Mm -hmm. And if that product or service is going to better their lives and again, our collective life, lives on, on this planet, um, that's, that goes a long way. Mm. Um, and so getting back to thinking about the long-term content strategy, it's helpful to be thinking about it as a three-step process. Mm. Um, and first you would create an overall content map, yep. let's say for the entire year. Yep. Um, you can start very basic at 
what is the one key topic per month that you would like to communicate? Um, that's 12 pieces of content. Um, if you want to be um, kind of at the next level, you can double that and it would be every two weeks. Mm -hmm. So that's 24 pieces. And then if you want to be an overachiever, you can uh, go in further into three or four um, pieces of content per month. Mm -hmm. um, but starting at the basics of 12 pieces of content, um, that is your long form content. And the long form content can be a podcast episode. Right. Um, yeah. It could be a video. Now, all of these things are defined as long form content by the current markers. Um, our attention spans are unfortunately okay. diminishing. Okay. And so, um, whereas there might have been a two hour podcast episode a couple of years ago, now it's probably good to aim for that 45 minute mark, right. maybe half hour mark. Um, for videos, you know, you want to be certainly under half an hour, but probably between five and 10 minutes, even mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. a long form piece of video content. Um, and you can also do keynotes and any kind of presentations. Those are all of your long form pieces of content. And on top of that, you build and repurpose that content into shorter forms. So then you cut it up into individual constituent pieces um, of quotes that you want to pull from that material and maybe uh, thumbnails that you want to pull from a video and create, um, you know, shareable postcards that you would post on Instagram, mm -hmm. things like that, where you create these remixes and share the short uh, memes and images. Uh, and then the next part of the process is the distribution across the various social media platforms. And there's so many of them out there. And this is where it's important to not get overwhelmed, but again, come back to who is your audience and where can I reach them? Mm -hmm. And really just focus on that one, one platform. For a lot of businesses, it will probably be LinkedIn because that is a very active B2B uh, friendly space. That means business to business. Business B2B. to business. Yeah. Yes. As opposed to B2C, business to consumer. Yes. Individual. Okay. And for the other platforms out there, you can be engaging if you're a mom and pop shop um, or you're just starting out. Instagram is a really great place to be sharing a lot of these memes and mm. short form content. Um, and then now they have IGTV as part of Instagram for again, longer form content. Mm -hmm. um, and really identifying where these audiences are and how to reach them is how you get to engage, um, the people that really care about what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, and it is a, a longer, uh, term investment right. in, into, into your company. Um, content marketing inherently and content engagement is inherently a long term plan. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you're a business that cares about sustainability, you, you will inherently be wanting to engage, uh, with people that way. This is so cool. So I want to, uh, just interject into the conversation that we have coming up May 17th to 19th, an incredible three-day immersive event called Massively Mobilizing Sustainability, Deep Leadership for the 21st Century. And we've put this event together 
with an incredible lineup of speakers, executives, educators, authors, and Artem will be one of the key speakers sharing not only the, the vision and the inspiration around social media marketing communication as it relates to sustainability, but also the strategy and the tactical frameworks to manage these things back at your organizations. And it's going to be an incredible three-day event. If you go to the whyonearth.org website, the homepage, you'll see a, a pop-up to go to get more information and to register. Use the code whyonearth. You'll get a 10% discount on registration. And Earth Coast is one of the sponsors of the event, along with a handful of other wonderful organizations, such as Patagonia. I know Patagonia was mentioned earlier. Waylay Waters, Purium, the International Society of Sustainability Professionals, the Association of Waldorf Schools of North America, the Brad and Lindsay Lidge Family Foundation. It's going to be just an incredible three-day experience. And I really encourage you all to um, register and join us for that. Artem will be there along with a number of other experts and thought leaders helping us stitch all of these strategies together so that we can be the most effective leaders possible back at our schools, our companies, our organizations, and our communities mobilizing sustainability together, right? That's kind of what this is all about. It's going to be such an incredible event. Um, I'm really looking forward to being there and interacting with all of the people that are going to be coming. Um, there's, it's going to be a very powerful constellation, as um, Aaron, you put it, uh, of people that I, I, you know, really wouldn't come together in any other way. So I really hope to see you there and definitely come uh, in May um, 17th through 19th. Um, it's going to be an incredible event. And it's at a uh, private retreat center right outside of Boulder, Colorado, where we have access to many, many acres of forested mountain hillsides. And not only will we be discussing strategies on all sorts of interrelated topics, we'll also be taking time to unplug and to get outside and to connect with the fresh air, the trees, the soil. And I think this is one of the core points in this discussion that we're having, Artem, and that you and I have been having over several months together, when we're talking about digital strategy and online messaging, communication, advertising, storytelling, there's a certain literacy that goes along with that, right? You're highly literate in the tools, the capabilities, and we would even say in the tech realm, there's literally learning different languages in the form of different coding uh, languages and, and uh, regimes and it's so important in the 21st century to deploy that kind of literacy also mm -hmm. important equally important perhaps we might even say more important is the ecological literacy the connecting with nature the direct intimate relationship and experience with the natural living environment that makes up this planet we all share and one of the things i get so excited about is thinking about the power in those two coming together in a way that is in service to humanity, in service to this living planet, and really devoted to creating a better world and future together. Absolutely. Yeah, the shift that really has happened in both the competitive landscape out there and people's awareness and what the customers ultimately want and care about has been monumental. Mm -hmm. 
and it continues to really change how we operate mm. and a lot of it is out of necessity to be honest um, it is a really difficult uh, time right now for the planet for all kinds of ecosystems for life in general um, for various species that are dying out or really pushed against the brink yeah. um, and for the various human populations there's a lot of cities that are strained um, there's a lot of um, just movement that's going to be happening and transpiring in the next decade of between 2020 and 2030 yeah. is going to be an incredibly transformative time um, on this planet yeah. and for humanity in general. Yes. Mm. And thinking about that is so important. And if you're a company that cares about being in business of being just a part of the future um, and there's companies out there that are losing market share and losing value every day because they're not embracing these things mm -hmm. or they're slow to adapt. And the companies that are embracing sustainability are really getting ahead of the pack yeah. and they are becoming sustainable brands and they are generating this content. They're not standing still. That's the beautiful thing mm -hmm. about um, being a sustainability minded operation is that you're not going to be standing still and if you're not standing still there will never be a shortage of content right. there's always yeah. something to report on there's always something to document and to share with the world and if you are a content generating engine or if you have a content generating engine as part of your operation um, you will inherently be pulling into your midst all kinds of people who want to learn more, who want to engage, who want to be part of the company, who want to be your future employees, who want to be customers of your company, uh, who want to support your mission. Mm -hmm. You truly magnetize the whole thing mm. uh, to be as attractive as possible to everyone who's going to be part of your success. Um, and that's really the power of fully embodying sustainability as part of um, a company's vision and strategy and, and content um, creation and distribution. That's amazing. It's, it's such a, an incredible and really unprecedented time. And I'm struck that uh, this power we have, right? You and I are sitting here in a room and there is a, a video recording device and because that is there, uh, essentially capturing our discussion, putting it in the digital form, this ultimately can be shared with millions of people across time and space. And that, that's such an incredible, awesome power. With it, of course, comes tremendous responsibility. And I'm excited to think that as we are emerging kind of from the early days of internet and digital communication worldwide, we're going to see more and more foundations of responsibility, of stewardship, of service, of regeneration, essentially dictating what wins and what doesn't win in the marketplace of ideas. And I know we've talked about this a bunch, Artem, uh, the, the power that is right at our fingertips right now with these technologies is incredible. And I can't help myself. I did bring along this little show and tell. So this is an old book called Darkness and Scattered Light by William Irwin Thompson, who was at MIT 
uh, Massachusetts Institute for Technology in the early 1970s when he was seeing into the future, he was seeing this global digital communication revolution coming. And he had this vision that, that had on the one hand, a highly democratizing uh, information spreading virtue. And on the other hand, that would have communities increasingly reconnecting with local soil, local water, local food production, the foundations, the fundamentals of sustainable lifeways. And it's a beautiful vision. It's an, an essay called The Meta-Industrial Village. And in it, he, he covers a lot of territory as we've discussed. But one little quote I wanted to share is that he said, people are going to have to come together in new communities of caring and sharing. Yes, right? And I think that, you know, those words may be easy to say and kind of simple and, and we can let them in one ear and out the other. But when we actually pause long enough to really understand what that is telling us, that right there, I think, is the key to where marketing is headed and where competitive advantage is headed in the global marketplace. Absolutely. And I think that's something else that um, is only beginning to emerge is as these companies are implementing and actualizing their own sustainability goals, um, the next level is to really for those networks to come together mm. and to learn from mm. each other and to share that knowledge. And that's a level of um, efficiency and just certain level of implementation of um, these things that we don't even know what that's going to be like. Um, you know, it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> and that's something that I really look forward to. Yeah, it's just so exciting, isn't it? It is. And I think in the face of everything that we're seeing out there, being aware of these um, forces and uh, the fact that this is a truly a movement at this point um, is such a good thing to be reminded of. Um, and for me, being reminded of it every day by working with you and by working with incredible nonprofits who are out here doing incredible work mm. and really paying attention to what nature is telling us and how to work with nature and not against it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, earlier you had mentioned that some of these larger, more established companies, many of which have been around several generations now, are at least the ones that are uh, really looking ahead are are revisiting their origins are re, are, are resharing the stories of their founders in the early 20th century or even sometimes in the 19th century the 1800s and many of those founders at least as far as american companies are concerned were immigrants and i think there's this really interesting thread running through not only the story of America, but also your personal story, right? You come from Kyrgyzstan and you're an immigrant. Mm. And I, I would love to hear you share with, with me and with our audience what, what that is like and, and what cultural differences you've seen firsthand between that place in Central Asia in the mountains Mm -hmm. And this place here in Central North America with mountains as well. And uh, share with us what that's been like for you. Yeah, I would say that I'm very privileged in the fact that I was born 
and in Kyrgyzstan and got to experience as a young child, as a young kid, um, the simple life, mm. um, the simple life that now, uh, for me has become the beacon towards which I'm working towards of having an earthship built and having this life where I'm living in nature and with nature. Mm. And that was my childhood. Mm. Um, I used to ride bikes with my friends down to the river and go fishing with my hands and um, pick berries from bushes and trees and just run around kind of out in the wild, so to speak, uh, in nature and pick watermelon from watermelon patches while mm. it was still warm in the sun and, um, you know, bring heapfuls of corn from the field to my grand grandmother's house and have her clean the fish that we brought and cook the corn that we brought. Wow. And Beautiful. having that intimate direct connection to that world, um, it's something that I truly hope everyone gets to experience. Mm -hmm. um, that is what drives me to be building the business that I'm building and doing the things that I'm doing and seeing companies uh, that are supporting sustainable goals mm -hmm. really come to power and be uh, a large force out, out here in the world is so that people who have not had that type of upbringing or haven't had those experiences of really close, intimate connection with nature yeah. can really get to experience that and mm. know why mm. this is so important and um, just how much that really means for a human to, for, for, for the lives of, of you as a human being on this planet. It, yeah. It's not um, something that is quite Put into words and it's not quite tangible but when you experience it you know um the th what you were missing yeah it's so important it seems to me that among all of the priorities and objectives and goals we could identify for ourselves our organizations and our world one that is right at the top of the list is for more and more of us to have that direct intimate experience and connection with nature and for a lot of us that means we can help create situations and channels for others to do that with ease and to make that more readily accessible to folks of course for many of us it also means bringing more soil and nature and plants into urban landscapes and i'm really excited to think about where that's headed over the coming years it's one of the reasons i'm so thrilled about the summit that we're hosting in May, yeah, we'll have some PowerPoint. Yeah, we'll have some beautiful music through a great sound system. And we're going to unplug. We're going to walk on land and connect with soil and hang out in the forest as part of the program because we know that it is essential to our human intelligence, to our well-being, to our ability to navigate these times. And Artem, it strikes me that because of your childhood experience, you are positioned, you're situated with a form of intelligence that not all of us have. And especially as you are a technologist, you are bringing a balance, I think, that is absolutely needed in our culture. And uh, 
Uh, it makes me happy knowing you're working with all sorts of companies and organizations the way that you are because you're helping to embed that in networks throughout society. Yeah, and again, those are the types of things that just really lend themselves to story. Mm. Um, and I think just coming back to that, um, I really encourage every executive out there, every company owner to undertake an experience like the Massively Sustainability mm -hmm. uh, Summit and really engage and be a part of that. So that that's another piece that you can bring back to your company, back to your employees yeah. and, and share that knowledge with them, share that excitement with them. And um, to be quite honest, it makes for a great blog post. It makes for a great social media mm. um, video. It makes for a great campaign to share with your audience that, hey, I just went to the summit and um, this is the experience that I had. And, you know, I encourage you to also go out into the forest on, on the weekend and, you know, go hiking and backpacking or do a retreat. Uh, just be um, in nature and make these types of practices part of your everyday life. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that strikes me as, as absolutely imperative is for us to cultivate a more uh, historical perspective on what it means to be human right now in this time. And one of the truths is that all of our ancestors, wherever we come from on the planet, right? And even that, there's so much movement in the human story. It goes way beyond typically what we were taught in fifth grade history class. All of our ancestors necessarily had a deeper and more intimate connection with the natural living world. And so it's not like getting out in the woods is this like new fad or, or this, this weird little fringe thing some people are doing. No, this is like, this is embedded in our DNA as a species on a planet. And it is so essential that we increasingly cultivate that aspect of ourselves as individuals, as leaders. Uh, and with, there's no substitute. There's no pill that substitutes for it. There's no... Uh, app that substitutes for it. I'm sorry to all the technologists. There's just not. Uh, th this is a, a unique and fundamental thing that is required, frankly, to be able to encounter and surmount these incredible challenges that we're facing. Yeah, that really is what balance means. Being balanced is being integrated with these various aspects and our world is very technology heavy at this point mm -hmm. and which is even serves even more of a purpose to be balanced with nature. Um, mm -hmm. There is inherently a calling out that if you're going to be applying technology and working with technology, that it's important to take a break every few hours. Mm -hmm. If you're looking at the computer screen, I know that for me, that's a very important practice and for companies to really encourage their employees to be at the highest level of potential at their highest energy levels possible. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but coffee's not going to do that. Um, right. you know, that only goes <laughs> right. so far. So in the same, same thing, you know, it's not going to be a, a pill or anything else. Mm -hmm. You really do need to just go down to the river and sit and mm. listen to the water run over the rocks. Yes. Um, and to go outside and maybe see if you can identify a bird or two. Mm. Um, 
And it's amazing the kind of things that can unfold. You know, the, the uh, I love watching the forest drama. Uh, when you watch squirrels, you know, get into their own little games or, you know, some birds get into yeah. something. It's the, yeah. the forest drama, if you pay attention to it, it's so exciting. It's, uh, it's a whole theater. It's a whole theater, yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. This reminds me of the episode we did a, a little while back with Dr. David Haskell, the the biologist and author who writes about the trees and getting out and checking out the birds. And we actually, when we were recording that discussion with him, we were right down by the creek and there were a bunch of ducks, actually more than one species. And we were right by Cottonwoods and it was such a beautiful experience. And, uh, you know, one of the things I, I've, I've heard uh, from a handful of friends and colleagues recently, um, questions like, gosh, how do you, how do you get so much done? Right? Cause we're, we're producing a lot of content through the why on earth community. We are, um, doing our very best to get a, a lot of meaningful content in different media forms out there. And one of the things I tell folks is, well, I don't do my thinking at the computer screen. In fact, the computer's a tool and I go take a walk or, uh, it might be outside along the creek, it might be with trees, it might just be around uh, the room or up and down some stairs. And I refresh and recenter and reset and decide what's next when I go back to the computer. And I think that how we manage our interaction with digital tools in particular is really important because we can burn unbelievable amounts of time and energy and creativity if we don't take that approach that is very cognizant and conscious of the the boundaries and the different ways we as creative beings are interacting with that technology so i i just i know there's another layer that becomes a bit more subtle perhaps in our use of technology and interacting and utilizing that incredible communication uh, medium and maintaining that that personal balance right it's not only getting out in the woods it's also how we're approaching our work days basically Absolutely. I really like to remind myself of um, this, you know, cliche or statement at this point that you hear all the time in movies of with great power comes great responsibility. Mm. That is such a powerful statement. Um, and I think it's really important to have that as a mantra every time you pick up your cell phone mm -hmm. because that phone is no longer a phone i don't even know if we have a word for it yet because it's certainly not a phone uh at least not just that and to think that you can be a citizen journalist with this device yeah. um, you can create movements you can mm -hmm. communicate to thousands of people at the press of a button um, to really come into that mindset mm -hmm is what gets you to be a creator, someone who's creating content and producing these things. And um, which is and what, why it's also important to maintain that balance yeah. of whatever um, really takes care of your body and takes care of um, you know, the, your energy levels. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's really, it's really true. Well, Artem, I am just so thrilled to have this discussion with you and to know that you're working with all kinds of companies and organizations affecting thousands within those organizations and many many more outside of them and to know that you're going to be one of the 
key speakers at this upcoming summit in May. I'm just thrilled. Um, and I will give a shout out that the way in which you and Earth Coast Productions has incredibly enhanced the uh, communication capacity of the Why on Earth community is unbelievable. And it's been a real gift working with you these past many months. And uh, I just want to share some uh, real gratitude for, for the, all of that. Thank you. Yeah, it's truly an honor. And I am really looking forward to being at the summit, speaking at the summit and seeing some of you there. So um, definitely hope you sign up and join us. And thank you for having me on this podcast episode. It's been an absolute treat. Absolutely, Artem. It's been great having you. And uh, to all of our friends and audience, uh, we'll get ready to sign off here. Hope you have a beautiful day. And uh, Artem, are there any final thoughts or uh, words of wisdom you'd like to share before we sign off? Um, that media messaging and thinking about your creative story um, in a way that you really engage with the client, like thinking, what would you really like to hear? You as a person, what would you really appreciate um, receiving as a video or listening to as a podcast? And creating that media for yourself is what's going to create the most engaging media. That is what's going to create also a sustainable future on our planet. Mm. Because when we are being authentic to ourselves, we are being authentic to others and we are being authentic to the whole. Beautiful. Thank you, Arna. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. Great.